I've taken out like probably $60,000 in loans for videos prior to having 100,000 subscribers. I was 18 years old, cleaning toilets, cleaning cars. They're paying me $9 an hour. Every paycheck I would get would go back into the channel. My blood pressure is like rising right now. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is the future of this challenge genre now that Mr. Beast is spending so much money? As a new creator, how did you stand out and solve that problem? I knew the algorithm. I knew what to do. What's been the best month of AdSense? Around 120-ish. Someone gives me a phone call and they're like, we work with Mr. Beast. Jimmy, we'll see you Saturday. What do you say to people who are spending time of money who are inspired by you, but it doesn't work. This is where the story gets really bad for me. <laughs> You're very good at what you do. Hey guys, before we get into this episode, I just want to give a quick word from our partner HubSpot. You know, running a successful business is all about generating revenue, and that means sales teams have a lot on their plate. From tracking down leads, to managing contacts, to creating content, to crunching numbers, and more, it can all be a bit overwhelming, if I'm being honest. But with Q4 approaching, there's a better way to win, and it's called HubSpot Sales Hub. This is a powerful platform that brings together all your data, tools, and teams in one place, making it easy to turn prospects into pipeline and close deals. With Sales Hub, your reps can also streamline tasks, spend more time connecting with customers, and optimize their approach with AI-powered tools. Sales Hub is also simple and user-friendly with a new prospecting workspace, deal management tools, and workflows that make closing deals a breeze. With Sales Hub, your sales team can spend less time managing data and more time focused on what they do best, selling. So if you're looking for a way to improve your sales performance and drive growth this Q4, you should definitely give HubSpot Sales Hub a try. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com slash sales. And now back to the episode. I want to ask, what's the most money you spent on a YouTube video in those early days? And out of respect, as I ask this very respect, are, are you crazy? Uh, yeah, I think I, <laughs> yes, 100%. I'm crazy. Um, I would say probably when I gave Mr. Beast a smart car. But it, it was it was really crazy because that was that was a video that that was in the the thought process for a long time. We uploaded it. I thought that would be the game changer, and it took 55 days to get 60,000 views on it. Really, and I was telling my entire family and friends that like this is going to be the video that changes my life, and we're almost like we're over two months into the video being live, still hasn't even hit 100,000 views, and that was like a probably around $20,000 video, and. It, I was still confident. I was still going for it, but yeah. it, it was it was a little scary. But take me through like like because I think you're so good at social hacking as well, which we'll talk about. How did you decide that idea? Looking at the larger creators, they all have like their own unique value, mm. and mine was being in the car industry. Like I think the average age in my industry was like 55. I was always the <laughs> youngest person, so I thought there's no there's probably a good likelihood that I'm the only person that's mm. really into YouTube that can like paint a car or know mm. someone that can wrap a car and, and do something like that. So I, I realized that that was like my advantage. And mm. I was like, um, Mr. Beast just launched Mr. Beast Burger. So I think it would be the, the perfect idea to give him something that is like tangible and cool and looks incredible. So um, we invested all in that and it, it worked really well for us. So tell me, you bought a smart car. How much was that? Uh, I think it was 13,000. 13,000. Super beat up. Had cigarette holes in the seat. <laughs> it looked disgusting. And since I did work in the car industry, I, I drove it back, a little yellow smart car. And everybody's like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I, I, even to this day, still own my first first car has like 300,000 miles on it. And they're like, you bought a smart car and you're going to give it away to someone. What are you doing? So like I was the laughing stock, stock of the entire shop. Like everybody was making fun of me thinking it was hilarious. Like I'd be painting a car and they'd be like, do you see that stupid car Matt bought? Like, and he's just going to give it away. And they just thought I was an idiot. Huh? And yeah. tell me like, like, so then you decide to spend even more to wrap it. Yeah. His brandy. How much did that cost? Um, probably close to $4,000. $4,000. How much in savings did you have at this time? I was just spending every dollar that I got instantly back into the channel. So yeah. I would say that probably nothing. 
Uh, I was I was taking loans out. Um, Did you take money. a loan out for that video? I borrowed some some money from some friends and stuff like that, and since paid them back. So you spent uh, all this money, all this time, like endured a lot of this like yeah. ridicule and like a lot of thoughts from like naysayers, and even Mr. Beast didn't say like, "Yeah, I want the car come over." Right. Like he's yeah, no, that didn't happen. And so you just decided to drive it. Yeah. So actually, um, I I had like a a friend, um, like not even a friend. Like I knew someone at Mr. Beast team mm. that I kind of messaged a few times and they would answer here and there. And I pitched this crazy idea and obviously, um, he's extremely busy and stuff like that. And they were like, unfortunately he's really busy. We're doing a lot of shoots and, and we can't make that idea happen. And then I remember just being like, that was, that was my moment. I'm done. But then I went home and I was like, okay, it's a lot easier to say no to an idea than something that's real. So they said no to that idea. So I can't do that idea. Cause I, I want to respect that. So then I was like, I'm going to buy a car, wrap it and do everything. And I'm not going to message them about it until I'm on my way to his state. <laughs> so we spent all of the money, had no idea if it would work, filmed the entire video. And then, um, I pay someone to, um, help me take the car out there in a trailer. And we waited until we were like two States away. It's a 30 hour drive. And then I send the message, send the picture, send a screenshot of the GPS saying that we'll <laughs> arrive in the state. I didn't even know where they were in the state. Just we're coming to this state. I know that you're somewhere in the state. I'm headed that way. Three hours goes by. We're just still driving there. No answer. And then I go to a gas station to get the answer. And it's like the most excited I've ever been in my entire life because I'm like, um, someone gives me a phone call and they're like, we work with Mr. Beast and um, Jimmy will see you Saturday. And I was like, <laughs> what? And it, it was the craziest moment I read my, it like, it livened everybody up because everybody would go to the gas stop and it's like, so we're, we're heading across the country and might not even work. And then uh, about probably two and a half days into the drive, we finally knew that it wasn't worth nothing. So, wow. Yeah. And then take me to the day of. So like the night before I've worked with my incredible editor, the entire process, first video till now he's, he's insane. Um, so I called him the night before we're getting a hundred views of video and I'm standing out a fast food place. I'm like, dude, I did it. Like. <laughs> I got in contact tomorrow. I'm going to go record this. And I think we're, I'm going to change our lives forever if I don't mess up. And then he walks in and prior to that, we've never messaged or anything like that. Wow. And he's just like, what is all this? I've heard about someone giving me a car or something. <laughs> so I introduced myself and then covered his eyes. We went out there, got his reaction. And then we kind of turned the cameras off and had a, a little moment afterwards and mm. kind of just told him what it took to get to that moment. And then he kind of mentioned to me that he saw some videos and he was watching me from the sidelines and didn't want to like message me yet and see if I would keep going. And then, um, and then we had this moment and kind of stayed in touch ever since. The interesting thing about that is that, uh, it didn't perform well, that video. Yeah. At first. Yeah. Take me through that. So, um, I had this idea, even if that video went crazy, I feel like a lot of people have these viral moments and then it goes away. Yeah. So I knew that I had to do this and I had to capitalize and I wanted to go viral every single week. Mm -hmm. So yes, we did this, but we instantly have to do something else. Mm. So we actually recorded that video and didn't post it for another two months because I was stockpiling other content. I actually went to every single in and out burger in the country. Um, and we were just trying to stockpile the most crazy stuff possible. So I, I had a catalog of videos before I went live. Smart. So then every week, if this video, I was assuming this video would go super viral, boom, the next week they're like, how did he do this? Hmm. And that's what we really wanted to do. And I launched the video and it gets 2000 views the first day, which was the most the channel's ever gotten, which hmm. was a really good thing. But compared to what I invested, it was really scary. And 55 days later, still doesn't even have a hundred thousand views. Really? And it, it, it kind of, it like hurt me really badly. Cause I'm just like, this is scary. This is like the big moment. And it's like, if this doesn't work, what will? Like hmm. I just, I just 
collabed with Mr. Beast, spent all the money in the car, like this has to be it, or maybe it doesn't work. Then I did a thumbnail change. And I remember calling my friend, I'm like, I did a thumbnail change and the views, we always watch the real time 60 views. And it went from 14, it was getting 14 views an hour. Yeah. And it went from 14 to 18. Hmm. And I remember calling my friend, I'm like, dude, the thumbnail change worked. And he's like, well, we'll see about that. And then the next day, 25, 100. And I'm literally painting a car and I would come check in the booth. And there was a time we were getting 100 views an hour. And I, we just couldn't believe it. We were freaking out. Hmm. And then after some time, um, it eventually hit like close. I think it's at around 4 million views now. Hmm. And that was like the one that kind of really pushed the channel in the, in the right way for sure. What was the old thumbnail versus the new thumbnail? Um, it's actually interesting. It was like really similar. Hmm. Just I, I removed myself from the thumbnail. I was hmm. a really big part of it. Like I was pointing at the car. Yeah. And then we kind of realized that like the the main thing here is the car and Mr. Beast. They might not really care about me as much. It's more so about those two things. So that's really what changed my career at first was realizing that I'm this new person that they're not, they don't know who I am. So when I started focusing on the things that mattered within the video, it really mm. started to work. Mm. I think a lot of creators will have their face really big in the thumbnail and they have this intro. Like if I would have started off telling my whole life story and then yeah. I give them a car, it would have dipped. Yeah. So um, once we really started focusing on, on that aspect of it, it, it started to work. Wow. That's incredible that you stuck with it and a yeah. thumbnail change can do that much. It seemed like the next big video that it looks like you've been working on for two years at that point was the Logan Paul video. Right. Where you bought his old uh, Dodger and um, his like, t take me through like, how did you find that car? What did you do with it? Take me through that process. I remember it because um, I, I entered to win the giveaway <laughs> and he's doing a live stream and I was at my, my job watching this go down yeah. and he was like trying to be suspenseful and stuff. And he's like, okay, the winner is in the United States. I'm like, okay, got a good <laughs> all right, all right. Still there. <laughs> And then the next one, it's Colorado. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I won. I'm like running around freaking out. And then it's a different city and someone else. And um, yeah, the, this guy ended up winning Logan's car, but also lives in the same state as me. It was insane. And instantly, once he got the car, he was kind of interested in- what so you, you DM'd him right away? Yeah, right away. Right away. And right. what did you say? I want to buy the car? I was like, I'll come up, let's get dinner. I'll buy and, and let's negotiate. So we go and get dinner and we're negotiating and we find a price that we both agree upon. Mm. It was the, the biggest purchase I've ever made. And I was like, I can't wait to said yes to this, knowing I'm going to give this thing away. Yeah. How much? How much? It was $30,000. $30,000. Right. Cool. And did you have $30,000 of savings? No. You didn't? I didn't. Because I was, every paycheck I would get would go back into the channel. So I, I didn't have that. But I was like, okay, I'll go get a loan. Yeah. So the very next day after we shake each other's hands, I was offering money that I didn't even have. <laughs> so I got it. Um, we, we agreed to that, shook his hand. I instantly went to the bank the next day and, and got a loan. And that's when I found out, like, if you wanted to give the car to someone, um, you have to not have any, like, you can't be making payments on it. You have to own it. So I had to take a personal loan. <laughs> and I was way younger than I am at the time. And my credit wasn't the best. <laughs> and My blood pressure is, like, rising right now. <laughs> <laughs> Same with my family. They were freaking out. So I have this bag of money, no idea what to do, like freaking out the biggest purchase I've ever made and still don't even know I'm going to contact Logan Paul. Yeah. But we're doing like the first steps here. You know, we're getting the car. I actually called him to say, I'm going to head up and buy the car. I got the money and he's like, yeah, I actually got some kind of bad news. And I'm like, what, you don't want to sell it or what? And he's like, I was taking it out to get gas for you and someone T-boned the side of me. I'm like, are you oh okay? And luckily God. he ended yeah. up, he was, um, he was safe and everything like that, but the car got totaled <sighs> and it was completely ruined. It needed a new roof, new quarter panels, but that's where, that's what I do for a living. So but at this point you're already taking the money out. Yeah. And I'm so like, did you try to renegotiate? Yeah, we definitely. I was yeah. like, I can't pay that. And at yeah. first he kind of wanted that still. Oh and I'm like, God. bro, it's like the damages were $14,000 in damages. So I didn't, 
know what to do at first. I was like so freaked out because yeah. the car is literally ruined. Yeah. Um, but I thought, um, I was recording the entire process. I'm like, this makes the video actually even better <laughs> on a weird way. I'm like, it's all I love, I love that to where your head went. Yeah. Like, uh, wow. I would have like grown gray hairs. You're like, no, this makes for a better video. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I wasn't as, it wasn't <laughs> like, I didn't say it like that. You know, I was like crying yeah. a little bit. I'm like, well, I guess it's going to make it a better video. Yeah. This whatever. adds tension before yeah. the climax. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I guess, and then this is a way I can really excel and show my unique abilities of being able to fix a car. So we renegotiated. I bought the car. Car was so bad, like it wasn't even really drivable. I had to take out more money to then fix it and stuff. How much are you out at this point? You took another loan or like? Yeah, I think I'm like out like 40,000. Yeah. I'm just imagining the bank teller you're coming back to each time. Like, oh, here's the YouTube guy back for another like 15% yeah. loan. And like, they don't even see me as the YouTube guy because I get 100 views a video. They're yeah. Like, what is this guy doing? Wow. You know, like just the, the crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, yeah. It's not even the YouTube guy. It's the yeah. crazy guy. This yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then. Yeah, yeah. So take me through. Then what happened after that? What did you do with the car? So I, I spent tons of time like making customizing it and, yeah. and doing that. And then uh, the next part of the problem was how do I contact Logan Paul? Yeah. So then my idea was he's always pushing Maverick clothing at the time. This is before Prime and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So I decided to do the only logical thing I could think of, and that was to buy his clothing every single day. Oh my God, you're just yeah. investing even more yeah. money into this. Yeah, yeah. So I was posting on TikTok every day, day one, day two, day three. Of buying his merch. I did it for 120 days. His merch is expensive. Like how much yeah. like are you buying I it think day? on average it was like at least $20 per purchase. Okay, got it. And got then- it. Different wanted, item Yeah, I wanted day. it to be like legit too, instead of just like ordering it all in once, I also yeah. had to pay shipping every day. <laughs> instead of just like bulk buying it, be like, oh, I got this. I wanted to show that I was purchasing Wow. every single day wow and then um i tweeted about it and then it, logan messaged me and he freaked out he's like that's sick he's about the buying every day yeah didn't know about the car didn't know about the car and then so you got his attention yeah and i was like okay we're in the end of that video is to be continued like you bought all logan's merch he dm'd you yeah. about it you made this car you made this video got millions of right. views so what did logan say so i actually have not heard from him since i got that that twitter message and i'm like I'm about to hit a million subscribers. Doesn't seem like Logan's ever gonna take it. I don't wanna force him. I'm like a huge fan of him. I, I love him to death. So I'm like, I'm going to gift myself my favorite creator's car that I custom. <laughs> so then um, that's what I ended up doing is I gave myself the car. Ah, uh, so um, today so you now, drive it. I, I actually don't. Okay, got uh, it. Because it means so much for me to leave it in the garage. Or you just leave it in the garage. Yeah. Okay, got and it. So Logan, if you wanna pick up the car, it's still in the garage. It's, it's basically my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, I think that was a smart move because a lot of things are faked in YouTube videos. And the right. fact that didn't have a clean resolution to yeah. this day, actually, I think it yeah. makes you, it, it right. increases your. A lot trust. of people tell me that, like when I meet people, they say like that's the, that one of their favorite videos on yeah. the channel just because it's, it's, it's so real. And, and I mean, like I said, it was a massive investment. It didn't work out. I mean, yeah. so many people at like events and stuff like that. And they're like, Hey, I've been trying to contact this guy for six months. What do I do? And I'm like, maybe wait two more years. Like that's what I did. I don't know. You know, it's like, it, it doesn't always work out, but luckily for me, it, I mean, in a way it does work out in a yeah. different way, you know? Yeah. So. You mentioned your team and somebody on your team who's actually here right now, uh, is a retention specialist. Yeah. Uh, well, what does a retention specialist do? Basically I started paying him to like, for lack of better words, like tell me my videos suck, like change this, <laughs> change that, change that. And I loved it because the last thing you want is like everybody to agree with you. What are the most common dips in retention? that you find? Um, there's definitely like some words that, sh that you would say. Um, like what? Like for instance, it's like a big meme, but like if you say P, P. Like, it's like a 5%, like you should cut that right now. It's going to dip retention. <laughs> well, bleep so, it out. Wait, that, that word dips yeah, retention? Yeah, any like jokes like about the bathroom or anything like that, it's really <laughs> bad for retention. Um, 
<laughs> He's laughing right there right now. Oh my god, so we're, we're we plummeting this interview. Yeah, no one's gonna see that. It's rest just of gonna video be now. censored. But I promise, we're not we're not swearing, everyone. We're not swearing. <laughs> um, oh, what else? Well, I guess is now it, it's like a mystery. Everyone's like, what did we? Yeah, say? yeah. <laughs> I guess this is a terrible question to ask, but I just want to know what else dips retention. I think the the main thing is like when you start off a video and it's like I did blank or whatever. Like let's just say I I built Mr. B Squid Game doll hmm. and I start off and it's me. I've actually done this before too. Yeah. The, the bad part, like <laughs> chewing bubble gum and like popping a bubble, just to like get attention and just like being inside of a Starbucks. Like, can I get this drink or something? Nothing to do with the video huh. because like a lot of people think that like that adds value. Like, Oh, we're getting so much more content. But in reality, um, when somebody clicks something, they want like the satisfaction of instantly getting what they kind of asked for yeah. or like really long B roll segments tend not to be, it depends on the niche as well. Like, so mm. for my videos, um, whenever we do like B roll with like no voiceover, we see a pretty big dip in retention. What else, what else dips retention? Like, I think you're getting uh, a good list of like, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm spot. putting on the spot. Like, uh, cause I think what's fascinating, most people don't even know what a retention specialist is. Right. And I think like as the creator economy matures, these positions would become much more known. So it's cool that you're pioneering that. What else dips retention that you guys talk about internally a really big one i can't give away all my i'm just kidding (laughs) a really big one that um we found is that if you start a video off like zero zero seconds yeah and the lighting's not good they're leaving um like really everything in the the first zero seconds is like so important because Mm. i call it like universe building every video Mm. so people are really smart and they don't really know this but in their mind they do and like as soon as they they watch a video you're like establishing like what the rules and universe of this video are. Hmm. So like if you're cutting super fast, there's a weird color correction. If you're watching a cartoon, you're like, oh, it's like a lot of people see something and they can kind of already assume what it's going to be. Hmm. You know, like if you watch a Pixar film, the animation, yeah. you kind of like, oh, okay, this is familiar to me. Yeah. So the first few seconds are very important. And if it's dark lighting, different things like that, people are going to be like, oh, this is bad quality video. I'm out. Yeah. Um, another really big retention key is I'd say one of the, the, the key ones is definitely audio. No mm. one likes bad audio. Like mm. having mics like this and stuff really help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being able to hear people clearly. So I think the, the biggest key to have good retention is instead of just being like, hey, I didn't film it, but this just happened. Unfortunately, you kind of have to film and document everything because mm. people love, they want to feel like they're unfolding it with you. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. my type of content. They don't want to be told a story that already happened. They want to be a part of the story. Yeah. They prefer you vlogging it in the moment, not narrating it afterwards. Right. 100%. Okay. This is a perfect tee up. Um, Matt, I teed up an intro from one of your videos. Hopefully it's a good one. We'll see. I don't know. You'll you'll, you'll be honest. I want you to roast the hell out of your own stuff here (laughs) and tell me how you universe... Everything you just talked about, let's put it into practice. I think this is our best intro we've ever made. All right. I love this one. Yeah. So right here, what I like about this intro is off the bat, um, you're you're introduced to me, the person that's going to be taking you through this video, and then cuts very quickly. We're at one second in and... You see the plane, so mm-hmm. then you can understand that, okay, they're inside of a plane. We got the skydive off the side, so they don't really know what we're doing yet, but we're at one second in, and they can probably start putting the pieces together, and mm-hmm. that's really important. One second into the video, and they've already gotten two cuts, and they see the plane here. Hmm. So you're already kind of putting the picture together, and you instantly just clicked. Hmm. So we're really trying to be competitive with short-form content mm. because people want stuff right away. So in one second, you already saw the person. Um, I've, I've instantly started talking and kind of trying to hook them and now you've seen the plane and now we're going to start introducing what we're going to be doing here so i'll I'll start from the the jump again so you see when i say we're fifteen thousand feet in the air you have to visually show that you see that we're fifteen thousand feet in the sky right there yep so you see that so we like to um show not tell so we tell them what we're doing and they see that Mm. because if you tell someone um like 
I have $15,000, you should show it. So huh. it, it, it hits a lot harder when they can see it. Yeah, so. just show a stack yeah. of cash if you're talking about money. Right. Don't you just should never, screen. You never force them to let their imagination do it. You uh -huh. should just give them it so they can... Don't make their mind work in that way. Just mm. give them what they should be thinking about. So they, they get to see that. And then I'm about to introduce this backpack. Inside of this bag is $10,000. And if you subscribe to Mr. Beast by hitting this button, you can keep the 10 grand. So now he knows it's a challenge. He knows what to do. And then we get this guy. Let's go. He's hype. And then I instantly throw it out the plane. So now you're like, okay, this guy just threw $10,000 out of plane, <laughs> which I really did. And throws it. And then um, another cameraman jumps first so we can get the angle. So you can see the bag <laughs> flying out. And at the top left, we have a, a counter so you can really see that um, it, it helps add the tension that we're lowering and this guy has to catch it soon. We zoom in, show that he fails right there um, because that's really important to show that it just wasn't easy because it wasn't. Um, misses that, that's great for retention. It's like, oh, is he gonna get it? Is he gonna get it? And then right here, boom, he gets it. And then subscriber gained, happy music. See him parachute for a little bit and then um, Another, you asked earlier, like, what's a bad thing for retention? Mm. If we just sat there and, and heard his entire life story and just, like, really, like, made this bit too much of what it is, unfortunately, just, like, with short-form content now, once people get what they want, they're ready for the next thing. Hmm. So we just kind of get a quick woohoo and never talk about that bit again, and then you're <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah. How many times do you shoot that? Uh, with with there's there's different intros like on a normal intro I'd shoot it like 150 times but on that one 100, 150 times yeah but with that one you can only do it once because you're in a plane and you're throwing the bag out so shoots like that are, are very risky how do you plan for intros like that where you can only do it once we were working with professional skydivers so we reach out to them and kind of like really rehearse our words and tell them what we're gonna be doing and, and stuff like that as far as like the camera team they, they, they had there and then um it's like okay and I think that adds a really good element to it as well because if something were to go wrong or I kind of mess up a word or something like that it is so real that it, it feels right yeah so sometimes it's okay because it's like that's kind of what you want yeah you want you you want it to just be in that moment like if it's super perfect and you're like skydiving and like it's so rehearsed that it doesn't feel the best so we just make sure that we have the camera angles mm. we know what we want have a cam cameraman in the plane GoPros he's got GoPros on there's somebody waiting on the floor to record him and, and then let's just do it mm. and for the ones that you can like redo and you go from like take one to take 150 what are the most common changes that you make um people think i'm insane saying the same words over and over again and then i'll just do a, a slight tweak that most people will be like did, you, did anything change there like what? maybe it's like um i'll usually say three two one and then i start walking towards the camera mm. um and then we'll do some where they walk towards me and then we'll do some where i vlog it and just i give my editor every option in the world and, and our analysts and stuff like that to really pick mm. and then um sometimes we'll have three different scripts for the intro and say them in different ways, see how they blend and hmm. and do different things like that. Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, with short form, we think about the same thing. We've been doing this bit where we compare a celebrity to a creator. I've seen that. I love that series. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Matt. And I uh, have literally been thinking about each syllable that comes out of my mouth oh, yeah. to start that video. It's very important. And so we netted on who are these two people. Right. And the, the photo, the visual shows it, but there's renditions of that that were like, we're here asking people whether they know creators or celebrities. Like, people don't need to know that. They kind of get the gist of it, and the yeah. caption and description can yeah. kind of serve it's as like, the rest. If you can make a 30-second piece of content into a 10-second piece of content nowadays, that's what you do. But, man, how do you still tell, tell a story with that? Like, to me, my mind, like, goes to, like, that skydiver got the $10,000. I was a bit curious, like, you know, what did that mean to him, his family, like, like, or like, you know, why are you helping Mr. Beast get, I, I think you talked about, right, like, right. how do you, how do you balance like short form editing and quality storytelling? I think, I think right now there, it's a, it's a big question for everyone because it is so new. Yeah. But, um, my answer to that would be this video, the title is I spent blank on Mr. Beast. Mm -hmm. So that 
if I'm clicking that, I'm interested in why this person did that for Mr. Beast. Got it. So these people, it's really interesting at the reaction, stuff like that. But what, in my opinion, the viewer really came for is why I'm doing this for Mr. Beast. Mm -hmm. And that's what the next sentence would be there. So, um, we really made the story more so about why I'm doing this for the, for Mr. Beach, which is kind of the overarching story rather than the individual. Um, and that's, that's the unfortunate thing about like when you really scale up your videos and stuff like that, like sometimes to make the viral content, you just can't tell all those stories and you kind of just have to focus on one. So with that route, we really went with the, the Mr. B storyline of why I was helping him and what the goal was there. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. You're telling one story, which is why right. you're doing that, like giving all this money to get Mr. Beast more subscribers 100%. as opposed to telling a bunch of individual stories. So right. you're just being more selective and focused. 100%. Um, what do you say to people like who reach out, like who are spending tons of money, who are inspired by you, but it doesn't work? Hey guys, before we get into the rest of this episode, I want to give a quick thank you to the HubSpot podcast network, which we're a part of and spotlight another podcast in there that I think you'll really enjoy. And that podcast is Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus. Jay is one of my favorite people in the creator economy. I was actually just on his show, so you could check out that episode once it's out, because he takes you behind the scenes with some of today's most interesting creators, like Film Booth, Nas Daily, Cody Sanchez, so you can learn how they made a living and gain some of the tools and confidence to do the same. One of my favorite other episodes of Creator Science is Jay's conversation with Guy Raz, because he's the host of How I Built This on NPR, and as you may know, if you follow that show, Guy shares some incredible insights gained from speaking to some of the most accomplished entrepreneurs and creators. So really, Jay's conversation with Guy is like a conversation with many more people, so you get the download on all of them. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts. So let's get back to our episode. It just hasn't worked yet. You know, like I told them, like I tell them if, if it didn't work for me back then, then I would still be going. And I could make the argument, like, obviously, I, I've done incredible things. I'm so blessed, but I can make the argument that I'm still not satisfied yet. Mm. So, like, um, in my mind, it hasn't fully worked yet. Mm. So I want to keep going. And I just, I tell them that they should be as hungry as I am because I'm, I'm sometimes I'm more hungry than they are, it sounds like. Mm. But you also, it's not just that you had passion, you had skills. Like, you had your skills as a painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, then you that. brought that into right. this world. But I wouldn't that. say that, like, like, when I started when I wanted um, to start putting my face on YouTube, like yeah. I started in 2010 making gaming content. I was so scared I wouldn't even talk. <laughs> like I wouldn't even like use a headset to um, just make the content. Like it was just all music. Mm. So I wouldn't even speak on videos for 10 years. And then when I finally knew I was going to do it, I was so nervous. Like I would never be able to do anything like this. Mm. So what I did was when I was driving around my city, I duct taped my iPhone to the <laughs> windshield and I wouldn't look at it. And I would just know that I was being recorded and I would just have to talk the whole time. I guess for all the hundreds of videos you've uploaded, there's thousands that we've never seen that are your repetitions and their way you get those skills. Right. Has anybody reached out to you and be like, Matt, I saw you took out a loan for this video. I took out a loan and yeah. like, what, what to take me through like what's yeah, that's, like the that's a little scary for me because I, I do love my story and stuff, but I don't want to be the guy at their Thanksgiving table where they're like, Hey, Matthew Beam did this. So <laughs> it's interesting, you know, because I know what I did, um, was, was insane from a certain point of view. Yeah. <laughs> I was really confident the entire time I was doing it because I was studying and stuff. So to be clear to anyone that's watching this, I think the main thing would be that I didn't do this blindly. I, I was making videos for 10 years. I knew the algorithm, I knew what to do. Mm. So I see a lot of creators make the mistake of being like, oh, Matthew did this. I'm gonna study for a little bit, never upload a video. My first video, I'm going all in. That's, mm. I, I was 200 videos into my career when I 
when I spent that much money. A lot of people believe for some reason that YouTube or TikTok or whatever it may be should happen right now. Mm. But we go to college and school and we're fine with waiting for four or five years mm. for it to happen. You know, like when I painted the, the cars, I was scrubbing the toilets for two years, sanding them for a long time. It took me five years to become the painter and have the skills. Mm. But for some reason, everybody like, Matt, you should quit YouTube. It's not working. I'm like, why didn't you tell me to quit my job when I wasn't the painter after day one? because it takes time and you have to learn you have to study things yeah like i didn't buy the paint i didn't buy my paint gun on the first day i bought it when i became the painter mm. so that's kind of how i saw my investments is like once i had the skills to be a youtuber that's when i could buy my paint gun of youtube which would be investing what do you think is the future of this challenge genre where like people challenge themselves to like drive across the country you build like a crazy car like you have ryan trans penny series like yeah. really sent a shockwave through youtube yeah. uh in terms of incredible. bringing things back to like maybe being more about the idea and less about the money as somebody spent a lot of money on your videos like what do you think will be the future of this genre moving forward i think that a lot of people are overthinking i think in in like when you really think about it, i think it always is about the idea mm. right sometimes you're spending a lot of money but the idea is cool mm. i think anybody would argue that the money is never what makes it cool but sometimes things are just expensive so i've had some crazy ideas and the money isn't what changes it but that's how much it costs to do it. Mm. So I think YouTube has always been a game of ideas and sometimes people forget that. And there's this, this thing where it's like, Oh, let's just spend money. I think some of my most viral videos were extremely cheap. Like mm. my squid game doll cost me less than $8,000 to build. Mm. Like we go to home Depot, we buy purple foam and then we use our abilities to be able to do stuff like that. You yeah. know? So most of our content, um, which is still obviously a ton of money, but, um, you'd be surprised how much we can build some of these projects for yeah. Like I, I recently built lightning McQueen, all of the foam that we got for the project, uh, yeah, they yeah. use it to ship boxes. Oh, and they keep it on pallets yeah. and wait for someone to come take it. And it's been there for two years. Mm. And I came, I was like, what do you guys want to do with this phone? They're like, we're just waiting. So I took all the foam for free Got it. and um, built Lightning McQueen for a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, wow. That only took a hundred dollars. Yeah. I think it, I, we just had to buy paint. Yeah. So I think that, and then we, we did the stickers and all that stuff later, but yeah, the materials were free. Yeah. I will say like, just listening to you that it goes like, not just idea, it's like research and resourcefulness yeah. and then also skill. Right. Like I keep coming back to it. Like I think your X factor in so many ways is that you had a tangible skill being able to change cars and build things in the way that you've done yeah. to be able to have ideas or execute ideas in ways yeah. that other YouTubers couldn't. I think that's couldn't. what a lot of people forget is like everybody has something unique about themselves. And yeah. I think that's what Ryan did incredibly so well is that he has this this great funny personality and, and that's what really shined through there. You know, like everybody has something and once you start to focus on that, I think... I think too many people are like, okay, Ryan did this, Matthew's doing this, Eric's doing this, Jimmy's yeah. doing this. If if you go about it, what can I do? That's when when things really start to change. Once I realize I paint cars, this is what I do that's different than other people. And anybody that's even watching this might think, well, what's different about me? I guarantee that everybody has something different, interesting about them, whether they ride horses or they're good at piano. Like those are interesting things that can really make you different. You yeah. Know? And those are what makes people shine for sure. Or you should take the time to find those things or build those skills before you start on YouTube. hundred percent. Matt, uh, you've mentioned like some of the ways that you spend money and make money. Um, we have a segment on the show called Draw Your Income. How much do you make on AdSense? It's usually around 60,000 at least, yeah. 60,000, Yeah. incredible. Wow, and what a story from like making $9 an hour so to 60,000. So yeah, what percent does $60,000 a month? It really depends on the month. Like we've had some really great months where it's way larger than that and stuff, but- um, What's been the best would, month of AdSense? What's that? What's been the best month of AdSense revenue? Um, I would say um, November when we posted the Squid Game was was up there, and then I think February was, was another really massive one. Like above 100 grand? Yeah. 200 grand? Uh, no. Okay, wow. Like around 120-ish, yeah. <laughs> wow, $120,000 yeah. a month from YouTube ads. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what percent does that 
um, equate to roughly uh, like getting an overall income? Um, so I would I would say it's probably like seventy five percent. Should I just go like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this. That's the thing too is like I'm actually like one of the, the lowest paid people within the company. Mm. Like I re I really just want to keep investing and just keep scaling this up and stuff like that. But like to anybody watching and stuff like that, like this time last year, it's really interesting to look at my analytics. I made um, nineteen dollars a month. And I was freaking about that because prior to that, um, most of the channel's life, it averaged $3 a month. <laughs> so anybody that's watching is like, oh, Matthew's oh whatever, different or this or that. Like for three years, I was getting $5 a month. So it can change if, if you focus and stuff like that. We do have um, merchandise, but I don't really push it at all. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is a sense of revenue stream. So I'm just going to do like that. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We really don't push it at all. It's something I want to start moving into. So less than 1%. Yeah. Okay. All I yeah. do is tell people to subscribe. Like okay. I don't push other platforms yeah. or like anything like that. So we technically make some money there, but I would not really say that that's a major one. Okay. And then um, all credit to my incredible management company, Night Media. Yeah. We've, we've been able to do some incredible brand deals and work with some really great companies. I think the goal is to have like a good like 50-50 type thing. But, yeah. Um, but you're in growth mode yeah, right now. We're in growth mode. And, yeah. and AdSense is so incredible. Like yeah. those are really insane numbers for sure. That's incredible. And, um, yeah. So yeah. color in. How much was your first brand deal and how much was your most recent brand deal? So our first brand deal, it's crazy. It's actually our most viewed video now. Um, wow, they got a good deal. Yeah, it's got 24 million views. It's still growing. It's doing 100,000 views a day. Wow. So it's on pace to do really well. Um, they paid $16,000 for that. $16,000. Right. So I think that's another benefit of like buying brand deals on YouTube is that, you know, the longevity of yeah. it, especially if you find a creator who you see a lot of potential yeah. in, and I think you could get on the ground floor. I think it's really underestimated by the brands because when you're pay maybe paying for like a certain ad on a, on a TV mm -hmm. or something like that, like it literally goes off the air. Yeah. But like the these ads live on our videos forever. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when I, this video is doing a hundred thousand views a day, like I mentioned, and it's not slowing down at all. So I think it's really valuable for the brands to invest because these videos just grow and grow and grow over time. And yeah. we're projecting that this video is going to have a hundred million views in two years. <sighs> Whoa. So when you, you invest in other places, it's, it might be just for that time frame, yeah. but these videos grow. So do we. So. Yeah. What's the most you've gotten for a brand deal? The most would be um, 85,000 for one video. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Awesome, Matt. Thanks awesome. for coming on. All right. Thank you so much. All right. If you made it this far, hit that follow button because I think you're going to love our next episode and leave a review. It only takes a few seconds. You don't even have to write anything, but if you want, drop in your social handle and you'd be surprised at how many times I DM folks, say hi, see how it can help out because ultimately meeting you guys and helping you guys is why I started this. I'll see you next time.